to the golden road podcast number one podcast in the universe my name is addison the founder of golden road who strives to inspire and motivate people to live their best lives um i am jared forrest hookstra i am the miracle traveler experiencing the cultures of the world uh, with over 52 flights and solo traveling uh through half the globe um i'm i've come here to share with you the viewpoint of the many cultures around the world on the topics that we discuss in these podcasts Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Morrison. I'm a Zen master and yogi who found my calling as a strengths-based coach and servant leader to help people use their strengths to overcome challenges. And uh, today we're talking about religion versus spirituality, similarities and differences, um, and we'll get into that. Um, but one thing that is like kind of spiritual, I mean, is pretty spiritual, is uh, tarot cards, um, which we pull every every day. Uh, or every podcast I usually pull them like some every day just to see how like <laughs> like what my day was like tomorrow like yesterday like something to think about like and then like maybe something for the present moment to think about and then maybe something for the future to think about and I mean for tarot cards it's not to like similar to how you don't um live your life based off of like your astrological signs and like the horoscope stuff I mean you use it as more of a like Oh, something to look at and something to think about. You don't just like base your whole life around it. Like same thing here. It's just something that like sometimes resonates, sometimes doesn't. Um, it's like a take it or leave it. But usually, what I do is like I shuffle. I'm shuffling like light energy into the cards, like my own energy into the cards, and then usually one pops out. Um, like today, uh, authority popped out. And I, I'm no tarot card professional, so I mean, and I've, I've explained this because it is more spiritual, so I use, like, the little book, the tarot card, and it usually tells me what it means, authority, so this card represents the masculine qualities of leadership, logic, strength, wisdom, and power. When this card emerges, it acts as a teaching tool, and in doing so, it is encouraging you to develop or reignite these qualities and tap into the masculine aspect of yourself. Other traits also inclu included are good reasoning and problem-solving skills, being grounded and learning to develop strong mental control over free-reigning emotions. Over oftentimes, this card appears to symbolize a father figure or an individual of wise authority who may be present in your life. It could be someone or of higher influence in business or uh, or a prudent friend who uses logic and reason to create a positive outcome. Ask yourself whether it's time to take on and emulate similar qualities, whether it's time to take on and emulate similar qualities. Now is when you must act like a leader and exert your will by incorporating form and structure into ideas, plans, and foundations. It's time to stop talking and act in order to achieve what you must use qualities and the character of the authority card so 
that when you need to make a choice, you approach it from a place of wisdom, rationality, logic, and grace, rather than one of foolishness, belligerence, greed, or self, self-centeredness. The way in which you acquire, handle, and wield power and authority is now being tested. Uh, traditional Tario archetype, the emperor. So in the realm of like spiritual spirituality and religion, I mean, we talk about like a lot of people talk about like a higher power or something that they look up to, some like higher authority versus like right now, um, or like in the third dimension, um, whether that's God or depending on if you're like Buddhist or uh, Christian or just uh, like spiritual you like look it up into like the universe for authority and like working with ebbs and flows there's always like some authority that you're kind of like looking up to for guidance uh what what about you guys what do you guys think did this card resonate with you um yeah the authority card um it, it's interesting it takes a very masculine approach to that um i would say that you, you can have um, also uh, females that had a high point of authority in your life. So I, I do just want to um, touch on that. But other than that, um, I feel like, dude, your light energy every time comes in and just pulls the exact right card that we need. Um, hey, that's, authority... what, that's the spirituality, m- magic, whatever you want to call it. I mean, yeah. Um, law of attraction. Both uh, in every religious establishment, you have some form of authority, someone that's also seen as a maybe a spiritual uh, being, and then you also have one that's a like a person, um, like a human being at that point. And um, I mean, you have like the head monks um, with uh, Buddhism, um, you know, your uh, your rabbi if you're uh, Jewish, your your pastor, your preacher, your reverend um, if you're Christian, or your father. Um, as you'd say, if you're Catholic. Um, so every every religion has an authority figure. But when it comes to being spiritual, I guess that's something that, that is almost faceless um, as far as authority. Maybe you could say Mother Nature. Um, I wouldn't say that the universe itself would be the, a face. I think that's kind of a hard argue, argument to make there. But um, that's just kind of where my mind goes when, when I think about how authority shapes the, our religious practices or our spiritual uh, um, habits that we do. Um, so, very interesting card, uh, Ryan. What, what are your thoughts here? Sure. So, the first thing that comes to mind is the stark contrast with the authority authority card, which is a masculine card right? And sort of the more feminine cards, right? The emperor versus the empress, which is more the emperor's based on uh, logic and reason, and the empress is more based on uh, emotions. And I find that contrast really interesting and, and quite unique. And I don't think they're mutually exclusive, although that's the way they're represented in the tarot cards. As for religion, uh, I've been delving in. So I grew up Christian, I went to Catholic school for, I believe, seven years of my life, but I've been more delving into Buddhism, and I wouldn't necessarily call myself a practicing Buddhist, but I definitely practice Buddhist, uh, I'd say, teachings and read Buddhist texts. 
but I'm more on the spiritual side in terms of like how the Buddha would maybe consider talking about authority is more like authority over the self. So like authority over the emotions, authority over the, the rational thought and uh, just like self-control and detachment as well. So having the, I guess, strength, willpower to let things go and, and have things come to come to you as they are rather than forcing things. Um, it's kind of like, instead of willing things into existence, just like being things into existence. It's kind of that, that contrast there. Um, and then in terms of spirituality, uh, just, yeah, I would have to agree with you, Jared. I don't think when you, when you think about people who claim to be spiritual, but not religious, and maybe there's a difference there, maybe there's not, you, you don't really hear them, anyone saying, oh, I pray to a specific God, or I, um, you know, practice any one teaching. So I think, um, for me, at least spirituality has been, um, very non authority oriented and very much so up to the individual. So I think that's a good segue into the topic for today. Yeah. I think it's more what you were saying is when you're more spiritual, it's more authority over the self. And then like, I'm giving up my power to, or like not giving up your power, but like I'm being solely guided by Jesus or another God, whether you're in Hindu, uh, uh, Hindu or um, Buddhist, you're more like getting rid of suffering and more like also authority over yourself. Um, but yeah, um, do we want to segue into the meditation? Sure, I am happy to do it. Yeah, Just we're gonna quick, we're gonna go into all, all uh, the similarities and differences. Like, I think that's very interesting. Like, I do want to touch upon like whether spirituality has a face or not. Um, yeah, but let's do the meditation first, and then we'll get right into it. Sure. All right. So today's meditation is an original loving kindness meditation. So what I will invite you to do is to find a seated position. Sit comfortably in your seat with both feet flat on the ground. Start to sink into your seat, maybe wiggle back and forth, side to side. Sit comfortably and tall, extending the spine vertically towards the ceiling, the sky, the universe. During this loving kindness meditation, you will focus benevolent and loving energy towards yourself and others. Now, what I will invite you to do is to put your hands on your knees or your thighs, either face up or face down, whatever feels most comfortable to you. And when you are ready, begin to softly close the eyes. What I'll invite you to do is to set an intention for today's meditation. Our theme is loving kindness, but maybe consider a mantra to help you throughout your day today. 
When you are ready, we'll begin our practice. I invite you to take a deep inhale through the nose. At the top, hold for one, two, three, four, and exhale, sigh it out the mouth. Another inhale through the nose, breathing into that lower belly. Hold at the top, four, three, two, one, and exhale, sigh it out the mouth. A couple of more here, start to build that breath. We're gonna inhale through the nose. At the top, hold, one, two, three, four, and exhale, sigh it out the mouth. Last one, we're gonna take a deep inhale through the nose. Deepest breath yet, suck in, suck in, hold at the top for four, three, two, one, and exhale, side out the mouth. Now we're gonna begin to build the ujjayi breath. So I invite you to constrict the back of the throat to close the mouth and inhale through the nose. Keeping the mouth shut, constricting the throat, exhale back out the nose, breathing that ocean-like breath. Another two here, so we're gonna take a deep inhale through the nose. Constrict the back of the throat and exhale back out the nose. One more here, we're gonna take another deep inhale through the nose. Hold at the top for four, three, two, one. Constrict the back of the throat, exhale, back out the nose. This is your breath for today's meditation. Now what I'll invite you to do is to just relax your muscles and continue to take a few deep breaths normally. Imagine yourself experiencing complete physical and emotional wellness and inner peace today. Imagine feeling perfect love for yourself and thanking yourself for all that you are, knowing that you are just right, just right as you are. Focus on this feeling of inner peace and just imagine that you're breathing out the tension and breathing in feelings of love and kindness. Repeat these four positive affirmations to yourself quietly. May I be happy. May I be happy. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be safe. May I be safe. May I be healthy, peaceful, and strong. 
May I be healthy, peaceful, and strong. May I be healthy, peaceful, and strong. May I give and receive appreciation today. May I give and receive appreciation today. May I give and receive appreciation today. I'll invite you now to bask in these feelings of warmth and self-compassion. If you notice that your mind begins to wander, gently redirect back to the feelings of love and kindness. There are many ways that we practice self-love. We can be kind to our mind and body. And physically we can eat healthy, exercise, treat ourselves to a bath or a nice dinner or maybe a gift. Make, take time for peace and relaxation. Mentally, we can cut ourselves some slack. We're so hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up too much. Let's speak kind words to ourselves and take time for peace and meditation. Spiritually, we can thank our inner child and take actions on developing our higher self through taking action on our goals and passions. And we can pray. We can be grateful, grateful for all the physical and metaphysical reality that we experience. We can be grateful for our families, our friends, our homes, the resources that we have been given that are not ours. We can let go of complaining and rather focus on the positive things going on in our life. It may be hard to be grateful at first, but to practice self-love you must try to think about personal attributes that you are grateful for. When coming to a choice about whether to complain or to be negative or to fight or to argue, shift that energy towards positivity. It doesn't mean that everything's gonna be wonderful all of the time because that's not realistic but having positivity is more about just keep going and try your best. Whenever you feel sad, mad, or frustrated, overwhelmed, or annoyed, the problem is that you are letting those emotions control you rather than progressing, overcoming challenges, and seeing what it is you can achieve. 
Be intentional. Be intentional about the way you do things, about, oh, about the way that you think about things. And whenever you feel weak, tired, or upset, shift your mindset and take action to do things that make you feel strong and capable. And then finally, just be you. Because man, it is exhausting to be somebody else. It's impossible. Self-love is about recognizing that you are you for a reason. Now what I'll invite you to do as a final step here is to either stay focused for the rest of your meditation on inner self-love or you may direct your focus back towards the loved ones in your life. Maybe come back to that mantra for a second and ask yourself if that mantra is the right one for you today. you feel comfortable, you may continue with that mantra and remind yourself of it throughout the day. Or maybe pick something else or add to that mantra if your feelings have changed. What I'll invite you to do now is take another two just deep inhales through the nose. So inhale. Exhale, side out the mouth. Let go. One more deep inhale through the nose. Deepest breath yet. Inhale, inhale, suck in, suck in. And exhale, side out the mouth. When you are ready, extend those feelings of loving kindness to those people around you and around the globe. Experience that connection, that compassion, that forgiveness for that greater peace. And when you are ready on your next inhale, gently open the eyes. You can always come back to these wonderful feelings. And please take time throughout your day to internalize these feelings of loving kindness. Samha Samasta Sukino Babantu. Peace, love, and Namaste. You have arrived. Namaste. Thank you, Ryan. Do you want to, when talking about religion, spirituality, do you want to, I guess, go off of that meditation and talk about how? meditation plays a key role in maybe like in spirituality but i mean also i think in in religion you have more praying and more like uh you're like doing more rituals than meditation where it's more like self-guided or you doing a guided meditation that's less like praying to something but more just just being and 
loving and everything that we've kind of gone over. I know. Sure, I can jump in. <clears throat> My dog so, has been crazy. Hard to meditate when I have a little <laughs> puppy running around. Say hi. He's <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> His face. So cute. She's Her name's Wellington. We'll call oh. her Welly. Alright, sorry, I, I cut you off. My dog's all good. A little ADD. She's a kitty. Um, so, I guess just from my perspective, the difference between religion and spirituality is that religion is more of a institutionalized way of connecting with your higher self and higher beings. Um, just like the higher just essence of the universe whereas spirituality is more decentralized more personalized and more open to shifting or conflicting beliefs and so for me like growing up and going to catholic school for seven years from uh, middle school through high school it was very much so about being indoctrinated into a set of practices and a way of thinking and I would say we had a more liberal uh, Catholic Jesuit education where it was a little bit more accepting of other traditions and practices, but it was definitely more about, okay, you go to church, you do these things, this is how we are. And we're a more liberal version of that, but still it's about like us. Um, and for me, spirituality has been much more about, it's not about us as in an institution or us as in one group it's more about us as in a shared humanity and us as in a greater like as a as an earth or as a you know universe right um i've used meditation personally i know i've never actually really prayed i can remember maybe i can remember maybe like two or three times getting on my knees and like putting my hands to my head like you know in the catholic church they do but for me it was too forceful and i found meditation through my yoga practice actually no the first time i found it was through my psychology class in high school and um i've just used meditation now as a way of grounding for my day and as like something consistent that i can bring with me wherever i am so that i'm home within myself rather than looking for other places to to call home i can find home anywhere and I've used the, the visualization and affirmation part of meditation to help me work towards my higher self by taking action on the things that I think are important. You brought That's in great. a really good point there. Um, we actually just touched on praying, um, which almost goes back to the tarot card as well, uh, there, where there's an authority that you're actually praying to, um, whereas with a, a more spiritual uh, I guess life uh, as a more spiritual life um, perspective, maybe. Yeah, pr perspective uh, on just on life itself. You would do more things like meditate. You wouldn't really have an authority to pray to uh, versus anyone that's probably in a religion. Um, I know basically the top five have uh, large authority figures that be um, Hindu, Muslim, Judaism, Christianity. Um, missing one there but uh, I, 
is that a good topic that you guys want to go into at all with um, how we pray towards authority and what that looks like? Yeah, I mean, so in like the Jewish religion, um, like God said, like whatever the religion um, or the Jewish religion, they say like stop praying to like false idols where there was like you had you can go back to like the pagans or any of the um like the roman roman times or the greek greek times where you had like many gods and you still see this in hinduism where you're praying to some god to get something in your life like you're praying to a sun god or sky god water god versus just and then it changed over to monotheistic where it was more um judaism christianity um muslim where you're praying to god um, himself and in the sense of like when you start thinking of God as um, a physical like being or like as like a human being like us like you, you completely lose the point of what God is God is just for me as being a spiritual person of what I've understood is just the life force and is just the energy that provides the whole universe with life um, and that courses through it and kind of holds it all together um, so, um, but she's not neither male or female. It's not a white guy. It's not a guy with a big white beard, um, as many would uh, want to believe. Um, even though they says like God was made in, uh, yeah, you know, humans were made in like God's image. Um, I could go into the whole like Book of Enoch and like the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff and talk about the Anunnaki, but. I mean, when we're talking about um, just like praying, when you're considering more of a like a spiritual perspective, and I think more like Buddhist perspective also, it's less like, oh, I, I'm praying to God to bring me the things that I want in my life, or Jesus, or one of these other gods, and it's more I'm putting more manifestation and law of attraction where you're putting out into the universe what you want like you're saying your goals your dreams things that you want help with like um whether it's like emotional or whatever it is and then you're working with the universe and having that relationship to bring you what you want and i think also in the other situation in, in religion it's uh, also a relationship with these entities but I think the perspective gets skewed when you start thinking of these entities or God as um, human-like because they're just, they're not, they're pure, pure energy. And if they do exist, that's what they would be. And that's how you kind of connect with, like, so, I mean, and connect with them in terms of, like, thinking in terms of energy frequencies and vibrations and putting putting your prayers or your your intentions out in the universe and then working with the universe to and do the law of action to bring bring you what you want um that's my two cents on that um what do you guys yeah, basically you, guys you described how um the d different ways people go about obtaining what they desire whether it's through creating um just what would you say the, the law of attraction so putting yeah. forth effort to get those things that you want, um, you know, maybe that's you know, making well, yourself more open to opportunity. The law of attraction states that whether you're putting out positive or negative vibrations in the universe, that is what you'll get in return. 
Okay. So the right. more positive vibes you put out into the universe, the more positive goals, like you want to help people, you, you want to achieve certain things, like that's what you're going to get in return. But if you're being more negative and putting out more negative vibrations, that's the way, that's what you're going to get back. That's why some people say, that, oh, like the universe is, is random or it's not, it's God doesn't exist and they're more negative vibes and like they're seeing the world as a negative place is because the energy that they're putting out is the energy that they're receiving back from the universe and it's all a perspective thing as opposed to um having an authority entity that you are uh, praying to and and hoping to give you wisdom on your own life uh, to make your uh, decisions right yeah, that would be like almost the alternative aspect of, of a more religious aspect um, onto life. Yeah, I mean, I think it would still be more of a relationship with them, but some people do, like, give up their power in the sense of, like, oh, God has me, or, like, I'm just going to leave everything up to God and not ever do anything, or, like, I'm just going to, like, sin and then go every Sunday to repent for my sins and I'll be good. I mean, whatever gives you peace of mind, I mean, I I say, I mean, it's not, not every religion or practice is for everyone. So being able to find what, I think, I think find what makes you have peace of mind and um, it's less uh, like you have to do certain things because in all of this, it comes down to just the same spiritual aspect. Like religion still has spirituality. But religion, I think the main difference is that it's more organized religion and more like, oh, we are these, this people and those are those people and they believe different things than us. But at the core of it, it really comes down to pretty much the same stuff of like spirituality, understanding, love. And I mean, not all religions preach love. But I think Jesus was the first one to truly preach love. Um, but just like working with the universe to make your life um, the way you want it. Uh, here's a question open mm -hmm. to either of you. Um, does a spiritual person express faith? And what would their faith be towards if they did? Well, I mean, so I actually wanted to, um, I'll answer that. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Okay. But okay, um, so one point that Addison made earlier is that um, praying is more about traditions and things like that, right? Was that what you're saying? Prayer is very much so about like your traditions and traditions, rituals and rituals, things. Yeah. Rituals. Okay. You still have rituals and spirituality, but it's more organized towards a main main thing. Like you have like oh you you have Jesus or like a head figure or um, mm -hmm. you pray like you're being led by a pastor or something instead of from your from your own accord right so definitely meditation or spirituality is for me more self-directed and i think it's true for, that's true for a lot of people but i wanted to just argue that uh i definitely have rituals and traditions that i practice when i'm being spiritual for example i love to light candles and light incense when i'm getting ready to meditate or be in a spiritual space and just even just smelling incense gets me into that spiritual mindset of just mindfulness and like peace and calmness internally. And so to answer your question, Jared, 
yeah, I definitely think faith is a, uh, a practice that is shared between religion and spirituality. Uh, there's, you know, you think about it, everyone has the reason for doing what they do. And so, you know, if your purpose in being spiritual or in going to church is to, let's say, find loving kindness, right? Then you have faith that the actions you're taking are going to help you achieve that. And so I definitely think there are similarity, <laughs> similarities there. Um, in contrast, though, I think, well, maybe we can get, get into it in a second, because I wanted to come back to the reason why potentially religions shifted away from polytheistic to monotheistic. But maybe we can go on that rant in a little bit. Uh, one thing I want to touch upon is that Religion and spirituality is not an either-or. It's a both-and. I mean, you can be both religious and spiritual. Like, like religion includes a whole spiritual aspect. Like, um, in Judaism, it's... I mean, it is, it is a spiritual practice when you're following the, um, like, the high holidays, uh, like Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur, or you're fasting. I mean, those are more, like, rituals, but you're also, like... Oh, like getting rid of your sins or whatever, whatever, um, or like focusing on being more with like the people that you love or your community. So there's definitely it's not like it's not that like religion doesn't include spirituality. I think the main difference for me is that religion is more. We are this religion, and you are that religion, and we can't mix. Like there's so many wars that have been started over religion that it's honestly absurd that like people are saying, oh, I'm going to go on a crusade for Jesus who is preaching love. So I'm going to kill a bunch of people in the name of love. Like, <laughs> does that make any sense? <laughs> but um, or like the differences between like Judaism and Muslim, like, I mean, they're both essentially the same except for like one like who they believe is like their kind of like messiah yeah uh, i mean judaism believes that the messiah hasn't come yet christianity believes that uh jesus was the messiah um i think is it muhammad or I, I, yeah in uh but in muslim uh religion but it's but they all they all believe in the same god <laughs> like and in Christianity, like, you have so many different sects. Like, in more spirituality, it's more understanding, like, the collective consciousness. There is no difference between you and me. Like, we are just a reflection of me, and I am just a reflection of you, and we're all in this human experience. We're all living a... We're all spiritual beings living a temporary human experience together. Um, and I think understanding it from that point of view, like, you can still practice religion, and you can still, like, do these things that you've been taught from when you were younger... But you have more of a perspective of um, what you're trying to get, how you're trying to like nurture your soul, and what you're trying to, how you're trying to work with, have a relationship with the universe um, or certain entities, um, whether it's God or Jesus or Muhammad or um, uh, Metatron or an, an uh, like an angel like a other angels or whatever it is like it's more of a relationship than like oh i'm giving all my power to you 
hopefully you help me. If not, like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know that um, that might be completely wrong. I mean, but yeah, that. What do you guys think? Um, the uh, w- one thing I'd really like to touch on, uh, probably like another uh, podcast, is like entering into the spiritual realm. You know, because I think we all could enter it through different uh, religions and in even um, strictly spiritual people, we could all enter into the spiritual realm and, and find our demons or, or you know, whatever there is to do over there. And I think that'd be a really interesting topic that I'd like to get in with you guys there. Um, unfortunately, I do have to get my grandpa uh, to the bank before it closes here on this Saturday. Um, okay. And- can you, do you mind just leaving your, uh, I, I yeah, absolutely. And just like, so it doesn't mess up the, uh, um, the layout. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you um, so much, Jared, for joining us. Always a pleasure to hear your perspective. My pleasure. I'm really glad I could uh, join you guys here today. Um, I just want to give a shout out uh, to the, to the Zen master over there. Um, I think self-love is probably the biggest thing I got to work on right now. And I'm really glad that we, we talked about that whole topic there. Hopefully uh, today will be a great day. Help hey, really? no. share some kindness and love with my grandpa and uh, just have a great day. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, peace, love, and namaste. Peace. My, really, my dog's chewing up my stuff over there. <laughs> All right. See you, Jared. Um, so, Ryan, I mean, we can go through some of like, these topics, too, like, I mean, I, I think the main, for me, the main difference is for like religion is the separation part is like, we're this, this religion, you're that religion. And spirituality is more, we're all human beings. We're all spiritual beings having a human, temporary human experience. What do you think the main similar, like main like differentiation from religion, like being strictly religious or I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like that's why I'm saying. Like, what what do you think? Main differences or between them? Yeah, or main similarities. I guess either one. Yeah, I mean, I think like I'll just go back to what I said earlier. Is I think religion is very much so an institutionalized like group experience where I think spirituality is much more individualized, although it can be a group experience. I think that spirituality is less about following one set of rules and more about finding what is best for you. And religion is a little bit more exclusive in its practices and traditions. And I kind of wanted to talk about why that is potentially. Mm -hmm. I'm not a historian, but I, I think it's fascinating how religions have come about but i don't know a ton about judaism but what i do know is that judaism sort of came about in the hellenistic period which is sort of when the greeks and romans were sort of dominating the world at the time and oh there's jared (laughs) can't hear you jared (laughs) sorry guys um i'm just running this off my phone today 
Might be able to just stop the video. Uh, yeah, you can like turn off the video. Perfect. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna continue listening to you guys. I might join in a little bit while I'm driving here. Uh, okay. Thanks, I'm, I'm gonna get my puppy from eating this paper over here real quick. <laughs> okay. My cat's just playing with all the birds here. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> all right. You're gonna be the third person in the podcast, Wally. Say hi, Wally. What's your take on spirituality and religion? What religion are you? Welly, Wellyism? The philosophy of Welly. Alright, so what were you saying? Yeah, the, so... The start of... I mean, every, like, religion has this kind of, like, origin story, I guess. I mean, whether it's, like, Adam or Eve or, I mean, different origins of where things came from like the different times that certain things started they will have to do I, I did not do as much like research on that so I mean let's I guess steer away from like facts that we don't know too much about sure but um, yeah continue with what you were saying yeah well I just wanted to make a point that I'm not a historian but I do believe that many of the monotheistic religions have come about during times where another large group was ruling and they had very different beliefs mm. and it was sort of a time of like chaos and war and that it needed something to unite right that's definitely the case with at least judaism is that like the greeks and romans they were like ruling uh the world at the time and then when the roman empire basically began to well, fall Judaism was more was before that. I think that was more Christianity with Jesus fighting the Romans and the demons behind the Romans and then being crucified by the Romans. That's more Christi the start of Christianity. Judaism, I forget the exact origin story, but it started way before that. Like way before that, the old Old Testament is is so much older than everything else. That's why like. I mean, it's like the start of everything. Like, it goes back to the Egyptian times. Like, even before that, like of like when we were, like we were slaves in, um, by the pharaoh and apparently building the, the pyramids or whatever. Um, and then we had to ex Moses had to lead our people out of Egypt. I mean, that's that's still not the origin story. It still goes back even before then. Um, right. So then we can just talk about it from the Christianity perspective too, because yeah, that's sure. much more familiar to me as well. Um, I mean, yeah, the people needed one thing to unite them, right, against an quote-unquote evil that was oppressing. Yeah. And so it makes sense why religions would shift from polytheistic to monotheistic because it was about uniting rather than dividing up like factions within a religion. Yeah. And that was that was the main. Yeah, that was the main point I wanted to make. Yeah. Right. It's like connecting people through love instead of connecting people through hate um, and like trying to conquer other places. And it's more like, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And creating more of a sound community that was connected um, than being just thrown into the Roman system, which they didn't really care about you as much as a community of uh, practicing Christians could. 
Um, and from from there, uh, I mean, I mean, it was uh, Jesus was still like it wasn't like so he was Jewish. I mean, and then he was baptized and then started preaching love and kind of created the like was considered like the Messiah for Christ for Christians, still not for the Jews. So that's why it kind of like separated from the two. But like you still have Christians that believe like read the whole Old Testament is part of Christianity. They just have the New Testament, and Judaism has just kept just the Old Testament and not any of the new stuff, um, like all the old traditions and that kind of stuff. Um, the and it, when Jesus was preaching like love and that, this kind of stuff, he was more preaching the spiritual aspect of that. When you vibrate at the frequency of love, that's a higher vibration than what it, um, than being at a level of fear, which is one of the lower vibrations. And saying everyone has, everyone can be doing what I'm doing as a spiritual being and preaching love and doing mi miracles um, and walking on water, or whatever. And like everyone has that ability, and he was trying to bring that out within other people. It wasn't just saying like, "Oh, I'm the only person that can do this." Like, I'm. He's like, less like I'm the son of God. He said he said that I was the son of man, and that it was just not. And then he kind of got put on this pedestal by Christians. It was like, "Oh, this this holy figure," um, when he was just a human also who created a movement and gained a huge following, and was preaching good things and fighting in a good battle um, against the evil evil side of spirituality that was ruling over Rome at the time like he wasn't fighting the Romans he was he said never blame the man um, but blame the demons behind the man that are making him do the things that um, they are doing because the man is still has the ability to love and be kind and be a good contributing member to society um, and it, once you get rid of those negative like tendencies and those entities behind them then you're, he, they're able to more freely join in and be in like vibrating at a frequency of love and caring and that's kind of my take on that with like what I've done for, for research on like Christianity I mean I'm, I'm Jewish so I'm going to know more of like just like the old like rituals and spiritual um like spiritual aspect of that but um yeah um thoughts what you yeah, i just think it would be interesting to look back into the histories of the the religions like the origin stories and mm -hmm. i mean we've talked about this before on origin stories that'd be fun yeah, we've talked about before just how it seems like every religion is more or less preaching the same thing. Like, I mean, not every religion specifies exactly the same like language, but more or less every, most religions have talked about some higher higher being. Like we are not just like humans on this planet. Like there's something more. And I think that that acknowledgement of something more is what's most fascinating to me about just religion and spiritual spirituality in general is just even just the the thought exercise of 
well, what if I'm not just this like thing of flesh living on this like rock, you know, what if there's something more to it than that? And certainly there's like, I've had evidence that there is, you know, with synchronicities and, you know, like oh, yeah. even, even dreams. Um, yeah. And I find yeah. that when I'm, I, yeah, I was just going to say when I'm, talk when I, let's talk more about like, our, our experiences with spirituality. Cause I mean, we talk a lot about religions, but we're definitely more spiritual beings. Like it's yeah. we practice more spiritual habits. Um, it's, it's hard to talk about that. something you don't know as yeah. much about, even though I, like I mean, you, you grew up Christian, I grew up <laughs> Jewish. So we still have some credibility there. Um, what we know right but right we definitely yeah. practice more spiritual habits and rituals and so i'll give you an example of a synchronicity that happened very recently so with with our co-founder of maximize david he yeah. was like preaching to me preaching to me preaching to me a couple of days ago we need to be focusing on high school like high school students are like the gateway to like opening up lifelong learning to everyone and he was like preaching, we need to find schools or we need to talk to like administrators, et cetera, et cetera. And that same day where he was just like going off on me, <laughs> um, I had had a meeting with one of the volunteer directors of Ann Arbor Public Schools. Mm -hmm. And so I was connected directly with probably one of the most important people that we would need to talk to about opening up what we're doing with Maximize and Discovery Challenge to high schools. And so it's just, fascinating when things connect so abruptly and quickly uh it's or like you'll you'll have experiences where you're thinking about someone and then they'll just give you a call out of nowhere even if mm. you haven't spoken to them in a while like that happens to me frequently as yeah. well as like other experiences what, what's been your so experiences I see with a that. lot of synchronicities. I see a lot of like repeating numbers, whether it's like eleven, eleven, like uh, or like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, 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 like. And I see those more as like angel numbers. And I see those synchronicities that I'm like seeing like every day, constantly now. Like it, it used to surprise me as like, oh wow, I'm seeing four, 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 or five, 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 or whatever. It's like, why am I always seeing these numbers? Like, why am I catching on to this? Um, and then understanding that like there are no like true coincidences that happen they're all synchronicities in some way like through the law of attraction you're putting out the energy into the universe if you're thinking about quantum physics where you're sending out with like a ripple effect of waves that's affecting the world around you and affecting the thing that you're you're focusing on which then brings that into your field of how do I put this? Like, um, just in more into perception. Your, your your field of perception. Yeah, that's a great word for that. Um, and yeah, so I mean, like when you when David's talking about high school and he's preaching to you, and you're thinking, okay, maybe we should get on this and putting that out, and you're both putting out those those ripple effects, then you're putting out more positive energy towards that. That's bringing that into your life. Um, through the law of attraction um, and like oh when even like bad coincidences like like oh something ha like bad happened or whatever like um, maybe you were putting some negative energy out into the universe that brought you that so 
how can you focus more on positive vibrations and the things that you do want to bring those things into your life because you're not you're not separated like anything that you're doing is affecting the world around you like you you can't just be in a box and like say oh i'm not affecting anyone or anything like and i'm just on my own the energy and that you're still that you're putting out into the universe is still affecting the entire like the entire system that's why you have the whole collective consciousness and when people are more in a state of fear like the whole collective consciousness is more in a state of fear like if one person is in the state of fear and you have like the rest like are positive like that that fear will be drowned out but when you have more fear then you the world is going to be affected and more and driven in a more fearful way um which is why we've seen this pandemic kind of take its course i mean we've, we've had a lot of positive people mean like okay we can make it through this we can we can uh the things that we need to do and that's why we've kind of like held our own and like society is still not in complete anarchy right now but like if we went the completely other way when everyone was fearful and everyone like kind of like panicked and which kind of happened a little bit i mean you saw it with like the toilet paper and you saw it with <laughs> just like people like ravaging the um the grocery stores um and people being so afraid of other people and like like it had negative repercussions Versus like if we positive thing positive, focusing on positive things and um, and seeing how we can work with the universe to kind of make things right again, um, which we're starting to see now with the shift in energy where people are more focused on like equality and wanting things to be um, like less racist or less. Uh, exclusive to certain groups of people where you, that's kind of where you see like religion what we talked about before where you have um like i'm this religion and you're the this religion so we can't have a so we're different in some in some way like we've seen us like open up more and become more accepting of everyone um across the board i think um but there's still some people that are still putting out those negative vibrations and we're still having to combat that it's not a one way or the other and you have to have both sides to be able to understand the other side it's uh, the whole yin and yang and it's all it's all a balance it's all an ebb and flow i just wanted to comment quickly that um i can hear wellington oh. snoring <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't know my arm snoring that's cute <laughs> i think that's one of the great challenges of religion is that if you get too far away from the core traditions, then like if you if you're changing too much the times, you lose your roots, and then you lose your following, and then you don't have religion anymore. Whereas with mm -hmm. spirituality, you can just pick what works best for you, more or less. And you know it's going to be different for everyone, but more or less, if you're a spiritual person, some of the core beliefs are there. Like again. Um, sort of there's something higher than us or we have a higher self and and things like that yeah. um i don't know if i want to get down the rabbit hole of collective consciousness but um that could be a whole nother podcast yeah um yeah one thing that i wanted to talk about was when you talk we're talking about like religion and like the community that it provides um you can still have a spiritual community whether you're doing group yoga practice or group meditation or it's not Welcome back, Forrest. 
Um, I just want to like comment one word: fellowship. Yeah, what is it? Fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. That's a community, you know. Like other people, like I was once talking with one of my friends. He's uh, very Baptist, and like I told him, like I don't really go to church anymore. Like, you know, I, I just kind of like um, study on my own and and kind of just start taking a different path. And he's like, well, then you don't have the, the fellowship that you do from church. You know, that, that's super important. You know, like like you have to have that. And I was like, it just connections and all that. Yeah, networking. Yeah interesting thought like that's one thing that is really big compared to spirituality and um and religion it's just the fellowship they'd have from a, an actual building a, a church or or a mosque you know all right that's yeah. it <laughs> I, feel I, that. I mean there's other ways to create community as well i just don't think that like people have gone to the point of like creating centralized places for spirituality but like i mean the, you kind of have that all i mean in a way you do kind of have that i mean you have like meditation places and yoga places and um different ways for people to get involved with spirituality or spiritual practice um but less of like oh this is my community like being able to network within the community um i, I mean i think that's a huge opportunity to be able to connect those types of people and i mean in a way that's why i kind of think when i'm doing like golden road i want to connect more spiritual people to have more spiritual conversations and have more of that fellowship um so down the road when the world kind of shifts from having these centralized religions and we're more focused on being spiritual beings and nurturing our soul and being more uh like worldly minded with like still be having like our nationalities and our roots and like who we are in our identification but be more like open to having conversations about meditation spirituality different practices things people are trying thing new discoveries people are making within the spiritual realm because it's what you're enlightened when you realize you know nothing well you're sleeping you're so loud <laughs> um so i mean we I mean, I don't know everything, and most people don't. I think the religion you say, like, oh, this is the book, this is everything. And I think that's a huge mistake because it's always about, like, what can I learn next? It's like you've read the, the Bible, like, 200 times. You think you know everything, so you're quoting quotes from the Bible for everything in your life. Like, oh, that is John 25 or whatever. Like, um, uh, and versus, like, Oh, being able to have a dialogue with someone and seeing like, oh, what's your experiences? What's your, what's my experiences? Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of rambling on, but. Um, uh, Socrates yeah. would say, you know, he, he put some, some questions towards you, like, he'd ask you what you believe in. Socrates would ask a, like a carpenter, like, what is the definition of a, of being a carpenter? And the guy would like. Oh, I, I don't know what it is. I just know how to do it, or, or that's what I call myself, you know? But you ask someone, what is your faith? Can they even describe it? Sometimes they can't even tell you what they believe in. Yeah. I think believing in something is, is huge, because when you believe in it, you put in energy and support towards it, which makes it more real, which is why you 
have like the belief in God and like God is real because people believe God is real. You know, I mean, it's all per- kind of perspective. I mean, you have like think about like disinformation on the internet. You put something out there and you say that it's real, then people think that it's real and then it semi becomes real for the people that believe it's real even though it might not be real so i mean being able to like be information literate and understanding like oh is what everything that this religion teaching me correct because you could be being led down like more an extremist route like if you're like a, becoming a muslim terrorist or you're dying for the sake of your your religion and you're and then you're gonna get your 42 virgins in heaven like okay like what what went wrong there like is that disinformation like we shouldn't be kill, blowing ourselves up like i don't know that's just my take on that but like <laughs> i go with john Stuart mill on this i really do man like out of the three philosophers i really follow after him the most the most amount of happiness for the most amount of people with the least amount of pain. Blowing yourself up for your own selfish reasons of 72 virgins is not ethical yeah. in my book. Just saying. It's pretty funny. And it comes down to like a belief in ethics too. Like some people don't have a good moral compass or like ethics. And I think religion teaches a lot of that too. Like, I mean being kind to your family, helping your neighbor, like, being at a vibration of love, like, a lot of that does stem from religion, and, like, having that core beliefs um, ingrained in you since you were young. Some people that don't start with religion maybe don't end up as spiritual, or they become more atheists, um, and they don't believe in anything, or the laws of the universe or whatever. Um, so, I mean, in that aspect... What's your thought on, like, the core beliefs of these religions and, like, teaching people, like, good, having good ethics and moral compass versus, like, other ways that could be taught, like, from a young age? Well, I mean, I think that, honestly, a lot of parents use religion as a crux to instill those values into their kids. So they don't have to do it themselves as much? Or, right, right. Or, it's I mean, almost it's like, like okay, the whole family's doing it together, so it's more of like a family experience. I mean, that's what yeah. it was for like with uh, Judaism for me. Like, we'll, we'd all go to services, we'd all be there together and like learning this stuff. And I mean, I would go to like Hebrew school and learn stuff too um, when I was practicing doing it for my bar mitzvah and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, cut you off a little bit. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I think that different people have different perspectives about their parents using religion to instill those values of morality. But I think to answer your question directly, another way to instill those values is to just be a good role model. And I think that's what one of the things that we're struggling with the most as a society nowadays is that we just don't have good role models. And I don't know, maybe Jared's grandpa is a great role model for him. Um, But so many people, though, don't. Sorry, what was that, guys? (laughs) We were talking about uh, role models. Jared's grandfather to the Golden Age podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So this is Ron Hookstra. He's my grandpa. 
feel free to jump in and add any opinions or stories okay. or whatever. Uh, love to hear anything he has to say. All right, sounds good. We're just stopping by the mailroom. All right. Go ahead, guys. Yeah. Um, so I just think that role models and, and good leaders, people to not necessarily follow, but more so like model, like borrow behaviors from and borrow mindsets from is definitely useful. And I mean, there's just, there's so many people that you could look to for inspiration. Uh, but I mean, some people also just don't have that or just don't know where to look or they're not near them in their community. So I think that that's a useful role that religion can fill is to be that central place where people can share beliefs and to sort of instill those values that they want in their society. Uh, I think honestly, for me, spirituality has been more of a product of privilege than anything because I've been instilled those morals and values. And then I had good role models on top of that in my parents that strayed away from religious beliefs. And so I was, I had that moral code already. I, I wasn't searching for religion. I was searching for something outside of what I grew up in. So you would say that your beliefs actually gave you privilege. Is that the conclusion yeah. that you kind of pull from that, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. I, I just never thought that could, could almost come about, but what? I can understand that. that. That religion gave you spirituality, or what do you it's, say again? So it's like the, it's not only the beliefs, but it's just, it's also the identity. Um, He's saying that it gave him privilege. Oh, yeah. The yeah. identity like led to the beliefs, which led to the privilege. It's like a stepping stone. I mean, you can't learn some of this higher stuff without learning the basics first. I think religion is a good way to like just teach you the basics from a young, young age. But I mean... That's again, like you have so many different religions, so it's like, are, are you we teaching all the same people the same basics? Like, I really think that as down the road, like we should be teaching in preschools and maybe even younger how to meditate, what the chakra system is, or like what your chakras are, like how to like other spiritual practices that are less like this is what you should believe. And if you don't, like, we're going to hammer it into you until you do. Like, and it, just because this line says this, and we interpret it this way, that you have to believe what we believe, otherwise you're not a part of our religion. Like, it'd be more of a sense of, like, a lifelong learning aspect, like we've talked about before, instead of hammering in, this is, this is all, the end-all be-all if you teach the kids meditation and, and like mindfulness at a young age, you're going to find that a lot less kids are going to be diagnosed quote unquote ADHD mm -hmm. and, and all these attention deficit disorders uh, because they're now more mindful and, and they're able to take time for their brain to, to calm down. You know, they're yeah. obviously young adolescents and they're going to be hyped up on all their, their hormones and stuff, but it's also important to teach these kids be calm. Just keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Well, he's just in my lap right now, just sleeping, curled up. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I was, I have ADD, but I don't. Once I start meditating and focusing more on mindfulness, like I feel like my ADD is less of a, a hindrance to what I'm doing and more. 
like I can work with I understand what it is and I can work more with it to achieve the things that I want um, instead of like oh I need to take this pill so I can focus and do exactly what the system is telling me to do like sit down for nine hours a day and work on this project like I mean I just can't do that I mean work on one project for an hour another project for an hour another project for an hour and if I was like really had to grind something out maybe a couple hours and if I get into that flow state um, but I mean I just think it's also like the current system that like kids are put into at a young age and they're just not taught spirituality because they think that spiritual the spiritual aspect is is the job of the religious institutions versus what they could be teaching in school which are some simple basic spiritual practices that all religions should be based on but like it's just I, I think that's we're way ahead of our time and thinking of like of that happening because I mean when you think about like the school system it was it's gearing people up it was gearing people up for the, working on assembly lines in the industrial age when it's just we're moving so far away from that now where it's more creative aspirations like what you what you know and what you're able to do versus being able to follow directions and assemble your piece of the puzzle um we're more robots are doing that so yeah. i think there needs to be a fundamental shift and if we focus more on spirituality and what we can teach kids there and be more creative and mindful and creative we might have a better outcome for better spiritual citizens in the future and not being so separated what do you guys think? Um, like whoever the next president is for the next four years after this like if they don't address like i don't care about healthcare. like just it's fine how it is right now um now that trump took away the individual mandate but if they don't fix the education system like america is going to be so far behind yeah so far behind from we already are we already are like Like, maybe kids aren't learning you can't like you can't sit a kid down for hours on end on a zoom call and expect them to learn anything like it's just not possible you have to be working through engagement and like being in person and i think it needs to be a shift more towards like what can these kids be learning on their own and what are they inspired to learn then like this is the system that we need to teach them because of standardized testing or i mean there are certain things that i agree that should be taught um like i mean like should understand how to met do math how to read how to do science like in um or learn learn some history history is a little like 50 50 for me because it's written by someone to in a more propagandic way unless you're looking just at straight facts um or like dates of what things happen how but like how things happen and how it's interpreted is different um well i think there should be like a a spiritual class or like a meditation class that kids should be taking or chakra class or something or it was more like the Atlant- uh, schools of Atlantis, uh, of Atlantis then where people were more like oh what's a crystal and what's the energy and how can I work with it what are my unique uh, uh, psychic abilities that I can be tapping into what's my what what is my passion what can I be doing 
Ryan, where, where do you think where do you think the shift should come in the future with the education, spirituality, religion? I know we kind of like threw education in there, but like religion is also inherently education because you're teaching someone a belief, right? Right. I mean, asking what kind of shifts we need in the future. Yeah, I mean, where I mean, do you think we we should be guiding people in the future? I mean, or like, where do you think the fundamental shift should come from so that we're more accepting of each other and more in tune with ourselves and our unique skills and abilities? I think that whenever you're looking towards the future, you have to think about the people, one, who have the most to lose, and two, the people who are going to actually help with the change and be, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mahatma Gandhi. Right. Famous quote. Right. Um, so in that, in that case, I would say the people who are most vulnerable right now are the people who don't have the financial means to support themselves like with the resources they need for example i just had a conversation with somebody from my elp group and she's working on a project to help bring technology like actual like hardware to homes where people don't have the the means to learn online mm -hmm. like some people don't have high-speed internet right so it means they can't be learning online they don't have a computer or they don't have like exactly yeah exactly so there are families suffering because one both parents have to be at work because they have in-person jobs the kids are at home having to learn online and the kids can't learn online because they don't have the means to do it and so it's a major major problem because then it's you ask yourself well what are the kids doing and that's yeah. when you know, you without supervision, have to the lowest common denominator too. Like so, like the, even the kids that are privileged and they have the computer and they have the high speed internet, the school systems are teaching the lowest common denominator for the kids that don't have as much infrastructure. So like, yeah, both sides are getting screwed. <laughs> well, and that's why my, I mean, my high school had like the same classes, but then we had an accelerated version, which was basically just taught faster. It was the same content, but it was just taught faster because people had different learning speeds. Um, but anyway, I so you're asking yourself, well, what are the kids doing? And then you realize, well, if they don't have the proper moral code, whether it's religiously instilled, uh, spirituality instilled, or family instilled, right? If they don't have good role models, then that's when real problems happen. You know, you have kids doing things they shouldn't be doing, getting into problems, you know, because they don't have the wisdom to know that something is good or bad or that they should or didn't, shouldn't do something. So yeah. that's what I think about. And I think that we need more one equality in terms of like just being able to support your basic needs, but also we need inspiration for children. People, if children are growing up in fear, we're going to be growing up in a, in a very challenging future. So I think inspiration, good role models is, is definitely the path forward. And it doesn't really matter to me whether that's religion, spirituality, parents, education, but regardless, being 
a good person and doing good in the world is, I think, the most important thing. And your combination of the five people you surround yourself with. So if if you see what you want to be and the people around you aren't doing that, find people who are doing that and be in an environment of that's conducive to that lifelong learning mentality and or really whatever mentality that you want um and it's like up to you to make that decision of like whether you want to pursue it or not if you want to just keep the friends that are just doing bad things and getting in trouble all the time like you're going to end up doing bad things and getting in trouble all the time like and if you don't want to do that like find new friends that are i mean maybe some of them also don't want to be doing that so you can pull them out of that um but i mean don't be afraid to distance yourself from toxic people um and find the uh, the authority in people that um are doing the things that you also want to do find mentors find other creatives find other people like whether it's doing spiritual practice doing yoga meditation like putting yourself in that environment like like conducive environment is so crucial and when you're putting yourself in the school system which is less of an environment now and more online and it's kind of like breaking down or like you're putting yourself in to religion and you still can't go into a in person like in person church or a temple or a mosque or um and that's kind of like breaking down so like what do you do you do zoom you do drive-in stuff like i think right now it's a huge shift in like trying to see how we're surrounding ourselves with the right people and how we're creating a strong foundation of, a, of communities like similar to what we're doing with Maximize. Like we're taking what the situation of the world is right now and we're creating a community that's conducive for learning for those individuals in the current environment that we're in with the pandemic and we're using Zoom, we're using online fe community f features like Gradecraft and Slack and, um, and we can be creating our own like website and uh, platform and stuff so I mean it's really how do you adapt and what's the environment you want to put yourself in um, and what yeah, are the things you want to be focusing on and I think too is one of the challenges is in communities where people are really struggling it's it's in my mind, you know, this is an outsider perspective, but in my mind, it's easy to become comfortable with being in that crappy situation, right? And I think we have a lot to learn from places like Puerto Rico and like Ecuador and Mexico and like mostly these in the more recent times, the like Latin American cultures that have said, you know what? My life sucks here. I'm in violence. I'm in poverty. I just like life sucks i need something better and that's why I'm, i teeter back and forth on this immigration thing with the us because i i've seen documentaries and like real life violence like what happened in nicaragua i can't remember the years or the the dictator that was literally appointed by the us by the way uh, uh, we should link to the documentary uh it's called um america through the eyes of no, let me see. I'll, I'll get the link to the to the uh, documentary. But like literally, U.S. the U.S. was training dictators to rule Latin American countries so that they could exploit the resources. Mm. And that's why there was such violence and like literally people killing children in the streets because they wanted to indoctrinate 
this mindset of slavery and like uh and not and not allow children to create a better future and i think that's disgusting and also just inspiring too in terms of the people who had the courage to leave the situation mm. it's very interesting how like like also the comparison of like religion and authority like the government is like an authority it's in a way like your whole country is you could think about it as a religion um in the sense that it's uh indoctrinated you to believe in a certain way of life like whether it's capitalism or communism or socialism or whatever it is that your country is running and being able to influence other countries and to do that and it's also like consolidating the power in a few people's hands instead of enabling the people within those countries to have the power themselves to make the change that they want to see in the world it's giving them just enough to survive but not truly enough to truly thrive and overtake the governments because like if like you you could do that like what would and you could run your whole system but like with the small communities that you have um there really wouldn't be a need for these big governments with that hold all the power um i mean like you see even though this is you think of it as like third world but like think of it as like communities in africa where it's more like you're helping your community and you're doing the things and you have your own cultures within that and it's less government oversight and this is like before colonization and then they kind of like colonize british colonize that africa and like it's like okay you got to believe in this and you're lesser and you this or whatever and you got to believe what we believe and instead of like just being in your own community uh or like um so it's so you're going yeah i was gonna ask like so what role does religion and spirituality play in in and changing that narrative and changing that reality of of all of these things that like we suffer with as humans you know and also i just wanted to acknowledge the name of the documentary is harvest of empire uh we can link to the youtube video but it's called harvest of empire the untold stories of latinos in america and it's on youtube it's completely free you want to send that in the um what's up so i have that as reference oh yeah and I'll be in the sure. description. Um, I think spirituality plays a huge role in making the change that we want to see. Because it's, for me at least, it's given me my power back. It's allowed me to not be so anxious, not be so depressed. It helped me get out of so many holes and realize that the power did really to change my life and like do the things I want to do really resides in myself instead of the whole system. I mean, you still got to work within the system that you're provided to do the things that you want. But like, I realized that I'm more in control than let it, giving up my control to a, a higher entity or a governmental system or whatever it is. Um, I think that's the biggest difference and you can still have spirituality within religion and still in the system and the big idea is for me is that you can't change a system from being with outside of the system you have to be within the system to really fundamentally understand it and change it 
so that it's so you even have that chance to be able to influence it the way that you want um, so that I mean that's why I'm doing social media that's why I'm kind of looking more into politics but I mean I'm, I would never become a politician I have friends that would become politicians and I could support them but um, yeah so I mean realizing that the power resides in yourself is the big key I would agree with that entirely it does and, your community it's all, and the people it's, that you surround yourself with you have to change yourself before you can change the world yep. you have to love yourself before you can love others it's 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 just everyone talks about it the same it starts with the individual but then having the the awareness to understand that it's not just about you is i think where you enter into the spirituality and religious aspect is yeah. yes it starts with the individual but it's not about you right and, and that's kind of the separate yeah there is no there yeah. is no difference between you and me you're just a reflection of me and i'm just a reflection of you and we're all a part of a collective consciousness that's we're all hu humans and we're all pretty much the same i mean we, we have uniquenesses within us but fundamentally we're all we're all human beings and we all have the same atomic makeup and just different genes that make us look different feel different act different um i mean acting also comes from like uh nurture and like this people that you surround yourself with but i mean different like skills or abilities that you have um yeah so i mean while like we may be unique um yeah we're all the same pretty much as human beings i mean that's my point oh that was I mean, kind of a ramble um <laughs> so there's a study right we talked about this last night the pew research center mm. had did research in 2019 and they found that four in 10 millennials now say they are religiously unaffiliated. Do you think this is a problem? If yes, why? If not, why? And what might the future of religion and spirituality look like? I think it's definitely a fundamental shift away from religion. And... I think it really depends on like what those 40% are focusing on whether the, oh like maybe 30% are atheist and they don't they aren't focusing on anything um, but I think I think the good thing is most of those people from a fundamental standpoint like went through religion and understand religion enough that like they realize the flaws within it um, the question is how are we going to best how are they going to best teach their children good ethics and good um how to be good contributing members of a community and society in the future i think that's going to be the real differentiation in the future of like how they're teaching their kids when their parents taught them religion and they are like oh nope religion isn't for me what are the moral codes and ethics that they're teaching their children so that they can become uh, 
fruitful members of society. And I mean, that's. Oh, can't hear you. I I would wanna uh, I would definitely wanna know more about what the people who are in that forty percent of millennials who are religiously unaffiliated, what they're doing instead. Mm. You know, if they are preaching loving kindness and doing good in the world, volunteering, like helping their society, but also like, you know, their home is in order and they, you know, are doing good, right? Then it doesn't bother me. Like everyone is entitled to their beliefs, great. But if those same four millennials are out doing violence or, you know, doing things that are destructive to humanity and or our planet, um, then it's an issue. And so I think it would be really interesting to speak with people who are both very religiously uh, committed as well as people who are maybe either lost and don't know or are searching for something or maybe they just don't know. Where do they, I mean, again, the perspective of like, oh, I did religion and religion I didn't really believe any of that stuff, so now I'm atheist, and now I don't believe in anything except for the process of surviving, or evolution, or, I mean, you don't consider much of the spirituality stuff at all, you just become really rooted in the third dimension, instead of understanding the whole fifth dimension and beyond of everything that religion teaches you about spirituality. It's like, so I mean, yeah, so I mean, religion inherently includes spirituality, but spirituality doesn't inherently mean that you're religious. Like, you don't, you can be, um, but like, if you don't have any spirituality and you're just rooted in the 3D and you're just having that perspective, then it can be kind of a, a problem if you're not vibrating at love and you're not and you're harming the people around you um so i mean that would definitely be an interesting study to either for us to look into or if someone else wants to look into that um like how are people shifting and what are they believing in now more than what they did when they were religious i think a lot of people are moving towards meditation i want to believe i want to believe that people becoming more more spiritual and less religious, um, but that might also be delusional optimi optimist, opti the delusional optimist in me. Um, I mean, you see, <laughs> I mean, you see, like TikTok, like, I mean, just people becoming more dopamine driven. <laughs> like, what what what's a quick dopamine hit that I can get today, so that I can satisfy my quota of dopamine instead of wor really working towards what I want, like. It's more there's like quick, um, quick uh, returns that they want. They want everything to happen right now, and instead of waiting the the months, years that it might take to really live the life that they want. Um, I mean, too, right? Like the dope, the quick dopamine fixes of technology and of like I don't know caffeine or like other substances and things like that. What, what some people don't understand or maybe people do understand but they don't like take it seriously is that 
when you're getting that high, right? You're not elevating your base level of of like your baseline of where you vibrate, you could say, or like your baseline of like enjoyment and peace and happiness. You're just getting a quick fix that then brings you back down, and then you're actually lowering your baseline. Uh, yeah, with well, actually, yeah. actually, what you're doing is you're actually increasing the baseline of which you need to get back to in order to like you're increasing that uh, deviation between what the fix that you need. And that's why people get addicted. But when you just don't partake in substances or maybe you limit it, for example, what I'm doing, my baseline is is rising to the point where I'm so happy and so satisfied with things in my life right now that I don't even feel the need to partake in caffeine and because I'm already awake mm -hmm. in the mornings. And when I say awake in the mornings, I just mean like I have that energy already. I don't need to drink coffee or green tea or anything yeah, to I don't drink any coffee start my day. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and it, yeah, but I, one more, one more point real quick is, I found, and we did this in our, our research study for positive psychology last year, but the, the benefits of spirituality and religion is primarily in positive affect or positive emotions because you're getting that social community, because you're doing things like um, using motivation to do things that are outside of yourself. And like, there's so many studies that that show that you're happiest when you're not self-centered focus, right? You do that work already, but you're, you're focused on something bigger and better than yourself or for, by being grateful for what you have or by sending appreciation to others. And that, that is a, a, a long lasting way of increasing your positive affect without getting these quick dopamine fixes. I agree. Um, when you're in more of a servants to others instead of yourself, you're going to be a lot happier um, because you can get into a whole, like, if you're just by yourself all the time, and I'm seeing this with one of my other friends, like, um, when you're just by yourself and you cut yourself off from everyone else, like, you just, like, and you're just focusing on yourself and your thoughts and you're not helping anyone, like, it construes your perception of what reality is and what you should be focusing on and doing that's going to make you the happiest. And when you're just on those quick dopamine hits, that I mean, it's just a downhill cycle. Um, and that's why you really need your support network. That's why I mean, religion is great because you have that community and you have people to lean on when you're at those hard times. Um, one, I would say most every drug... Um, does the, this where it's like lowering your well like any like quick dopamine hit drug it's like raising you quickly and then bringing you back down I mean there are some drugs like antidepressants that are inhibiting your like um I think serotonin maybe or no um or like giving you yeah. providing you with more serotonin or whatever and bringing you up to a higher baseline I think for people that are depressed and anxious I think weed is a great like whether it's THC or CBD is a great way to raise your baseline to a higher frequency of just acceptance and relaxation once you start getting above that and you're getting more into love enlightenment weed becomes like more of like okay now i'm why am i coming down to just acceptance and and just accepting things instead of like pushing towards the things that i really want so at a certain level like 
substances can bring you up to a higher level if you're in fear if you're really anxious if you're really depressed like we can be a great avenue for like raising your baseline i'm not saying like super psychoactive weed maybe just some cbd um some topicals or um tinctures or whatever um because weed has gotten to the point where you're like it's super like you have 40 percent like thc and it's just like you're on your ass like <laughs> you're not you're not doing anything um but like a little bit can help to get you up to that baseline and then to put what you beyond that then we start like like what ryan was saying like you don't it's bringing you down to a lower level and you don't need that you're already at that high level you're already super energized you already have all that energy so you start cutting out these things so that you're able to continue to be at that high level so that there's different points of the spectrum and many people are at different points in their life and have um, are going through different experiences um, but most drugs like alcohol nicotine any hard drugs like cocaine heroin meth all that stuff is giving you that quick high and then bringing you way down again it's just like it's not not sustainable for those quick dopamine hits and i think even like te technology like the, there's only two people that consider their customers users and that's drugs and technology and it's huge it creates a huge addiction cycle and it's um I, it's something that we really need to move away from in the future um i think that's why it's great that for maximize we're considering all of our technically would be users as allies or members or creating more of that community aspect instead of like oh how can i get this person addicted to this application to this process that i've created how how can i keep them on this technology screen scrolling forever and being able to get that quick dopamine hit and like seeing the next TikTok, the next best thing and trying to be like oh maybe i'm going to see something really great and just being continually scrolling and whatever and like not really gaining anything from that um except for a quick dopamine hit every once in a while it's a dangerous cycle um i think meditation and yoga and exercise and eating healthy and just getting you back getting into those more routines that are are do have spiritual aspects to them but are not just um a certain process uh you're, you're starting to like create more of those habits that are going to be pushing you towards the things that you want instead of lowering your vibration to just you, where you're just getting by every day and you buy those dopamine hits like that's not a that's not a conducive way to living a productive and successful life i would say it hasn't and been also, for me, that, for my track record. I've been in that cycle. It, it's not good. <laughs> the other thing I'll add there is just, like, just getting by. It doesn't necessarily also have to be about dopamine hits. It can also just be about just getting by as in, like, the environment you're in. Yeah. Is when you're in an environment of suffering or scarcity, find a way. We talked about this already. But find a way to get out of that environment, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow. Find a way. And one useful thing for me was going on a yoga retreat. Um, you know, this was something that I had been saving money for, something I've been wanting to do for years. And just seeing, for one, the new cultural perspective of where I was helped a lot. I got to practice my Spanish. 
and also just opening up to a new way of life entirely where you wake up and the first thing you do every morning is you meditate and practice yoga and that's something that i haven't done before but that was amazing and it just inspired me to want to pursue that life because one i got out of my day-to-day and like the cycles that i was in so i changed my environment and then i i was curious enough to be open to new perspectives new ways of life and i think that's one thing that that spiritual that religion lacks but spirituality can help with yeah i agree hey stop chewing my arm um sorry well my dog was chewing my arm um yeah I, i definitely agree with with that i mean there's definitely like i mean like my my temple that my parents go to they they do like med they had like meditation sessions and stuff like that i mean so i mean there's there's still again like religion doesn't mean there's no spirituality it inherently means that there's a spiritual aspect um and it's really like what are the routines that you're getting yourself into and what are you getting involved with if you're just going every sunday to pray to jesus for you to get rid of the sins of your past week like that's so personally and take take this with a grain of salt but personally i think that's a horrible way to live your life because you just can sin all all week and just repent and be okay like you're just putting like bad energy into the universe that's affecting everyone else and it's and just because you're like told jesus that he did these bad things you think that's that's all right i don't know i think again like that's not all christians or people who do that like but there is a subsect of people that do do that and it's uh, it's i think it's gross um versus like being more helping people and i think most christians do this where i mean you're helping your neighbor you're helping your community and you're being an active member of society and most most religions like preach this where you're um like uh judaism uh buddhist uh, whatever uh and you're able to get into more of those habits that you were talking about ryan um versus just being so ingrained in like these are my rituals of my religion i don't necessarily understand them but i'm going to follow them at all costs and do anything that my pastor tells me to do or my leader and I mean that's how you get down that rabbit hole of like Islam extremists extremists and that kind of stuff um, I just wanted to interject here for a sec yeah go ahead um, the most powerful three things in the universe and I don't know if I don't know this isn't probably isn't scientific this is definitely a little bit personal but also a little bit based on what I know the most powerful three things in the universe are one love two gratitude and three forgiveness and i think forgiveness is that part where it's a challenge because if you're for, if you are forgiving too much you can hurt yourself or if you are constantly repenting which is what you were saying it's more so like like what what are you actually doing 
that's worth repenting? Like, are you just apologizing for something silly or like, are you actually deeply sorry about something that was very bad or like hurt somebody deeply? Right. And so I think forgiveness is important, but more so just like the positive thing is gratitude, right? Just being grateful for people and their, their differences, being grateful for other religions, other people's beliefs. That's, I would also throw momentum yeah. into there. That's a huge, huge force. Um, the, any momentum that you have going and you just build upon that can turn into amazing things. Or if you have enough bad momentum, like it could completely destroy your life. So you got to really focus on like what is the momentum that you have and where do you want the momentum to be um, and then focus on that. Focus on surrounding the people, surrounding yourself yeah. with the people who are going to help you build that momentum that you want. Yeah, and then being at the vibration of love, gratitude, and forgiveness through that momentum to be on a more positive trajectory. Great. Love it. We're running up on um, an hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> it hasn't felt like nice. an hour and 50 minutes. But, um, I mean, this is great conversation. I think this is, like, a through line of, like, what we've kind of been talking about with the Golden Road from the beginning of, like, spirituality, spiritual practices, beliefs, different kind of stuff. Like, um, I mean, we're going to continue to talk about more of these topics. I think we can probably do a topic on, like, collective consciousness and um, maybe the education system and a couple other topics that we just briefly touched upon um, in this this podcast um if you were watching live on twitch if there's any questions or comments um i don't there's seems to be one person if you have any questions or comments um but in the future if anyone wants to join the conversation and you've listened an hour and 50 minutes in i mean thank you so much <laughs> like i mean just that that's a huge feat in its own and i wanted to applaud you for even listening the whole whole way through um Make sure to follow us on all social media um, at Golden Road. And any last thoughts on like your any last points you guys want to and takeaways that you guys want to give the people for um, uh, re religion versus spirituality and your kind of take on that and similarities and differences. All right, I will jump in. I don't know if Jared wants to say something. Um, yeah, I was just going to briefly touch, but you can go ahead first, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm really excited to talk further about spirituality and like realms of spirituality, practices, um, education system, and also identity, um, I think is one that I would love to talk about next. Um, and then just a quick quote from my tea bag this morning. Uh, live light, travel light, spread the light, be the light. That's great. I think it's very, very timely for this episode. Yeah. Awesome. Be um, the light. I'll, for I'll sure. have to check my tea bags more often. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, though. But I also am very excited for uh, just getting more into, into spirituality and just more like I, I think it's a really great topic that we're all very into ourselves, and uh, I think it's really needed. People are. People almost need like a guiding light to kind of get different viewpoints on, on how we can individually all go about 
um, being more spiritual in our daily lives. Um, so it's going to be great, guys. Thank you for uh, putting up with me this morning. Um, yeah, all good. Just trying to share some love and kindness. So um, that's all I got. Peace, love. Yeah, peace, love. Namaste. Stay golden, my friends. Peace. Till next time. Till next time.